The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage and heat pumps. Let's go! The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Contact the team now to help make your home more energy efficient. Let's go! 22 hours to go. To, not that we're desperate for it to come back, but it seems a long time, Andy, doesn't it, since, well... Aberdeen Rangers is the match of the weekend, but it seems a while ago since uh, all the teams were in action in the Premiership. Yeah, just so looking forward to getting the Scottish Premiership back. It's been a long two weeks. It always is on an international break. Glad that Scotland are now you know, qualified for the Euros. We can concentrate for the next uh, few weeks, few months on our domestic football. Two of your old teams kick it off at three o'clock on Saturday. Celtic and Motherwell should be yeah. a good game. There'll be 60,000 there. Motherwell, of course, it's been a terrible run for them and Celtic looking to kick on at the top. Yeah, they're looking to extend that lead at the top before Rangers go to Pataudry and probably the game of the weekend on Sunday, but uh, really tough for Motherwell. I, I don't think they, they expect to get anything at Celtic Park. They'll obviously give it their all, but the next few games after that, really important for Motherwell to get some points and try and climb up the league one of your Sky colleagues of course Chris Boyd the other week now famously said Rangers will turn up for the game uh, against Aberdeen or Aberdeen will turn up for it more the case is that the case do you reckon that Aberdeen are more up for the game with Rangers well you look at what happened the last time at Ibrox and uh, I think it was the Rangers players that chucked it I think it was uh, the Rangers players will be giving more at the weekend there's a new manager I think Aberdeen will give it everything as they always do against Rangers but you would imagine it's the Rangers players that will be given more. And remember, it was the Rangers fans that were calling them, what was it, passionless, leaderless, Just beforehand, uh, yep. whatever else-less, yep. um, uh, not long after it. Can't wait for the game coming back, not least that game on Sunday, your old team Rangers up against Aberdeen. Clement, he wants to keep the winning continuing and going after this break. Yep, this is um, he's obviously had his um his semi final that he's won, but for me this is his first real big test. Um, I think as we spoke about earlier, that historically going up to Aberdeen's always a a real tough test. Um, they will certainly be up for it after the comments that have been flying about. So, really looking forward to that and looking forward to see the outcome of it. What was it like going to Aberdeen then as a Rangers player? I know it was COVID times as well; it was different. But there's so much needle. I mean, we know the history from decades ago. But what's it like these days? Yeah, it's, it's just a real tough place to go for anyone, not just Rangers. It's, it's a real tough place for anyone in the league to go. So, um, as I say, looking forward to it. It's going to be a, a tough game for Rangers. Um, they're on a good run since the, the new managers come in. Um, Aberdeen will be looking to go and get points on the board as well. They'll, they'll have had a just run. They've got their into the final as well, similar to Rangers. So, um, it's an exciting game. Um, we've got a few games before that coming up as well. So, looking forward to the weekend ahead. International football, we can park it for a little while, but it's great to be knowing you both played for Scotland. We'll be off to Germany. Who's going to be leading Ireland? They're not going to Germany. The reason we're mentioning it is, of course, Stephen Kenny was relieved of his duties last night. And the front runners, what's well, Neil Lennon, apparently, according to the bookmakers this afternoon, the former Celtic and Hibs boss and former Northern Ireland captain, he could be the manager of Ireland. Roy Keane's been mentioned, and uh, Lee Carsley as well, the England under-21 coach. Andy, could you see the Celtic uh, hero, uh, Neil Lennon, as the manager of Ireland? Yeah, I don't see why not. He's got the success at uh, club football. Um, he's got a lot of experience under his belt. He's managed abroad as well. Maybe the next step is international management. But as you mentioned there, a lot of other big names in it, and... Having met Stephen Kenny a few weeks ago at a game uh, down south, saw him after a, a a game at Preston, and I think he realised, you know, it was really tough 
And this was a, uh, they were going up against games against, uh, I think it was France at the time. And he realised that he maybe didn't have the quality of player that uh, we normally associate with the Republic of Ireland. But a fantastic job for whoever gets it. And everywhere he's been, he's picked up trophies. So could you see Neil Lennon in charge in Ireland? Yeah, it would be a good job for him, as Andy's mentioned there. It's a, it's a good job for anyone. Um, it's They've not got many generational players coming through at the minute, so he'll need to go and um, search and try and find find these talents coming through. But um, it's, a, it's a team that's not qualified for the last couple of tournaments, so if you can go in there and, and get them qualified for the next tournament, then then he'll be a success. A bit like the Scots, their fans, uh, they bring so much to tournaments around the world. Lee Carsley, you've come up against him, haven't you, over the years? Yeah, I've played against him, a real fierce competitor. Um, yeah. I've spoke to a couple of people that have played in his, his under-21 squad in England, and he's very highly thought of. I know I think Julian Lescott's in there as well, and I've spoke to him previously about him, and um, as I said, he's really highly thought of. So that's another one. If he goes in there, it's a great job for him as well. But um, I think the experience that Neil Lennon's got might just might just win it over for for someone him to go in. Well, Graham Dorans is here, Andy Walker too, and you can call them 0808 17 17 700. Uh, we'll be talking all things football for Scotland, the Championship as well, and the first and second division, and England. Andy, where are you going? You're going to one of the biggest games on the. Yeah, very much yeah. looking forward to it. I'll be alongside uh, my old Macarine Crocker on Saturday. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. covering Newcastle against Chelsea, which will mm-hmm. be really good. Chelsea tend to do it against uh, the big teams I know they've had some shocking results against the lower uh, ranked sides yep. in the in the Premier League in England but they've taken points off Liverpool, Arsenal they beat Spurs and then of course they had that unbelievable game against Man City recently so it should be really good at Newcastle Newcastle of course it's been quite a transformation hasn't it the last couple of years Anthony Gordon is he going to be a Scot do you think Graham? what do you reckon? I think when these players come available, if it's Anthony Gordon, I think Harvey Barnes has been yep. mentioned as well. It's I know Steve Clark's probably been loyal to these players so far, but when the talent like this comes up, I think they certainly need to be considered. Um, I, I seen an article the other day that he was linked to maybe getting an England squad as well, Anthony Gordon. So yep. he's certainly someone, if he's available, it has to be considered. Um, and he's going to the Newcastle game on Saturday, so he'll be able to tell us more about it. I'll be down at Largs while he's enjoying himself in the <laughs> Premier League. So... <laughs> oh, I didn't want to be smart that's the thing where are you this weekend because we know Johnson Borough you've just answered it so you're down there at, is it into Nardini's first of all I don't suppose so <laughs> after the game if you win yeah, maybe we'll there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll be pre-match in there I think before it yeah so we're down at Largs <laughs> in another cup game we've had the last seven or eight weeks we've been all cup games so we've yeah. not played in the league in a long time so we've got another one in Saturday so hopefully we can get a, a result again no sign of Anthony Gordon down there not at the moment <laughs> Andy do you think I mean if you're Gareth Southgate you're going to cap him soon are you not although yeah yeah, yeah, I think you want to cap him and uh, you know that's him committed and you've got the option of using him if need be the level of competition in that England squad I mean no no wonder alongside France they will be big favourites for that tournament next summer but um, it would be great if we could get someone of his quality maybe the one thing that we really lack is absolute quality in the last third We've got great uh, defensive quality, midfield, people that can sit there, people that can create. But up front, if we had a really special player, it might make a difference for us. I think the decision will be made not by him. It'll be by when the England squad gets named. If he's not in it, then his thoughts will probably turn to coming to play for Scotland. Um, some people not might not like that, the fact that that's the case. But Do you think um, still? Ultimately, yeah. that is it. If, if he's... He's English. He's born there. If they if they want to cap him and they want to pick him in the team, then 
I'm, I'm guessing here but I think that might be his first choice um, if they don't he'll be sure. thinking that he wants to go and play international football in Scotland and now qualifying for tournaments so so why not if, if, if um, he's not capped it for England and you just bring with you Scott McTominay absolutely just remember when he came across at first you'd be what but my goodness and I don't think he regrets it either does he definitely not I mean the, the, the campaign that he just had here um, tells you that he, he certainly doesn't regret it so there's players down in England that, that you need to go and find that have got family and that are, that are Scottish so um, if we can get these players on board then it's only it's only going to help us as a country as well Who's going to win the tournament? Who do you think? France will definitely be mm. up there favourites um, as Andy means that England have got great quality but I think France for me will be, be the favourites mm. um, they've been really really confident and playing really well going into it I and wouldn't be surprised if England won it when you look if Bellingham is in yeah, top form yeah. one of the best in the world right now and you look at what is ahead of them Foden, Grealish Harry Kane Rashford if they're all in top form uh, you could see England winning it. The only thing you would think about is the um, just the mentality that England have. They always talk about winning yeah. things. They're very rarely, uh, you know, serious about doing it. It's always a quarter final, semi final that they'll get, they'll get, uh, they'll get beat. And uh, I, I think they've just got so much talent from middle to front. This time yesterday we had uh, Brendan Rodgers speaking just after the Celtic AGM. Which headline do you want to go to, Andy? We'll never sell the jerseys is the headline in the back of the sun today. Dermot Desmond's son saying they'd never sell uh, their shares to Saudi, for example. Those weren't the actual words he said. But uh, another headline was that Brendan Rogers said he's got the final say on who is coming to Celtic. There's a recruitment department. They identify the, the areas they need players, the kind of players that he wants, but he is the final say. Yeah, it's the way it should be. It's maybe not always been that way, which led to the breakup of that relationship some years ago. But um, as, as he mentioned, Celtic are pretty much the same as everyone else. You will identify players, you'll give the manager or the head coach uh, a number of options, and then together you sit down and and see who is the best option in terms of price and what you might, uh, who you might fancy. Um, so that is. That's all well and good. I think the big thing that uh, Celtic fans want to see is just a, an improvement in in European results. It's the one glaring omission from Celtic over the last number of uh, years. They have been remarkably successful, but uh, nowhere near it on the European stage, and that that's a big downer for all the fans. Big few days for Matt O'Reilly. So he made his debut for Denmark and uh, he spoke to the media this afternoon. Yeah, it was nice. First cap, obviously, it's always a, a good moment. Uh, albeit, like, probably wasn't our best performance, but at the same time, you're still playing for your country. So, proud moment for me and family also. Yeah, family were there. Mum, dad, girlfriend, and agent slash friend kind of thing. Uh, was always a target anyway. I think it's something I try not to think about too much on a regular basis. Just more of a case of daily processes here, you know, the boring day-to-day kind of stuff. And then that usually helps you get to where you want to get to. Great Would Danish just... accent, of course, because he was also the England system and he's gone to Denmark. A bit more about his first cap? Yeah, again, not something I'll probably give too much thought to. It's still just playing football at the end of the day, you know. So and I think if I'm playing with good players and playing under a good manager, it shouldn't really be a problem to, to play well. Um, and yeah, of course, I was disappointed with how the result was, etc. But And I was obviously hard on myself after the game because you, you naturally are when you lose. But at the same time, I... Received some nice feedback from people, right? Regardless, which was which was nice. Graham, when you watch him, what do you make of Matt O'Reilly? Very good, very very good. Um, arguably, player of the season so far. Um, you just touch on there. He's, he's a English-born midfielder now, now playing for Denmark. Yeah. So if, if 
countries that can do it why can't we but um, no fair play he's, he's, he's went and got his debut for, for Denmark there and um, things are only in the up for him I've seen the, the comments of linking him with Lampard and maybe a little bit ahead ahead of it uh, there but he's certainly got ability he's certainly got talent and um, if he keeps playing the way he is he'll, he'll get that big move I'm sure and are you he's the kind of player you'd pay money to watch yeah, no, I think just as a striker, I can see that he has just a tremendous understanding, a tremendous relationship with the likes of Kyogo. Some of the goals that they've scored in the Champions League, they're, they're just completely on the same wavelength and they've been real highlights of uh, Celtic's European campaign, the goals that they've sort of set up. But um, like Graham, I think uh, he's probably the, the player of the season so far. Let's hope he remains injury-free and he can play a lot more games. He's been talking a bit more about playing for Denmark and, and also the work he's been doing off the field. Yeah, I mean, I work a lot with um, Kevin Strachan as well, which in terms of like my clips after games and speak about things we can do better. I don't know, for me, the big thing just that's helped the most has just been in the best frame of mind and in my head. Um, I think, you know, most people will say when you, you feel good up in, in your head and in your mind, it naturally translates onto, onto the pitch and... That's something I try to give a lot of attention to on a daily basis. Matt O'Reilly certainly working for him. A bit more in his performances. You heard Graham Doran saying there, if there was an award just now, which there isn't, but if there was, he could be the player of the year. Feel good, feel stronger physically and mentally, which is progress. Try to look at it from that perspective. As long as I'm improving, then naturally, you know, you're heading in the right direction. And I think I feel like I've improved a lot this season in various aspects, which is which is positive. He's talking a lot there about the, the mental aspect of it, Graham. Yeah, he's obviously he's obviously working on that behind the scenes, things that, that people don't see. But the biggest thing for me is, is his confidence. He's as we mentioned there, he's been the player of the season. He'll know that, he'll know he's playing well. Um and that rubs off. That rubs off on everyone. It rubs off on him as well when he's going out on a Saturday or whether it's going to play with Denmark. When he's confident, you see the ability he's got. So um the sky's the limit for him really. Not too far away from December the first, and then a month later. It's going to be the transfer window opens. Some Rangers fans have been on. We talked last night. Ryan Kent doesn't seem to be going too well for him at the moment in Turkey. Could you see him coming to Ibrox in January? Yes, yeah, so someone that's it's been here and, and done it. Um, obviously, the last three or four months of his spell went downhill, downhill a little bit, but um, it will be determined by if the manager has seen enough of him and, and if he sees fit to bring him back in. He, he might have come in and if he's got his own um, own players and own people that he wants to bring in but in terms of what he can bring you, you, you've seen that um, Rangers are probably lacking players in the wide area they've got McCausland coming through who's the, probably the only real winger at the minute um, Matondo being injured so definitely it's an area that, that needs um, needs improved and uh, needs numbers in so if there's an opportunity to get him back then I think they should yeah Could you see it? Do you think it would work Andy? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, he didn't really seem to have his focus. He didn't really seem committed in the last months of his time at Rangers. He knew that his contract was was running down. His mind was clearly elsewhere. The, whatever options they had at the time, he's he's going to Turkey. I don't know how much it's worked out for him or not. How much he's enjoying it, but I think uh, he's definitely a type of player Rangers could do with. You know. A, a special player in a wide area, someone who can create, someone who can carry the ball 20, 30, 40 yards. And uh, I think Rangers are missing that type of player. And it'll be really interesting to see what type of player, what what position that Philippe Clement wants to, wants to strengthen. And of course, how much money he's given to strengthen. 
of course, you were in the position where you were at Celtic, then you went down south and you came back. Now, yeah. it was a longer period of time than this because it's only, what, uh, four or five months since Ryan Kent left. But yeah. um, I felt as though I came back a better player, but mm. I didn't come back to a better team. I mean, the team that I played alongside when I got to Celtic first time around was just full of experience and and uh, I was able uh, to, to blend in well there. But the team I came back to was, was, uh, was just not... Not the same quality. The same quality. Uh, we're talking Rangers for a moment or two, but it's not. It's Lewis Ferguson. But he could have been at Rangers, could have been at Celtic as well. So he went not that long ago to Bologna and I see that Juventus are now lining up. They're seeing a €20 million Euro bid for him. Andy, no surprise there probably. Well, just to, to see not only how well he settled on the pitch, but you, we've all seen the clips of him, how well he settled off it, the fact that he's learned the language so quickly, he seems really confident about everything that he's doing, he's getting a wee bit of uh, international experience, I think his goal now will be to hopefully remain injury free, try and get on that plane to the Euros, and I'm really not surprised that uh, big clubs are looking at him, the, the surprise to all of us was that Celtic Rangers didn't take him. Yeah, I've, I've watched a fair bit of him since he's been over there. Um, very, very talented. Um, actually surprised me a little bit because I didn't see too much of him at Aberdeen. So when he went over there, um, I like to look out for players that, that, that try something new. So I watched him. Very, very good player. I mean, he gets his sail in the box. He's very fit. Um, so it's no surprise that these teams are, are coming in and looking at him. But I think it's a, a mistake that, that Rangers and Celtic did miss out on him. Um, I think Rangers maybe had a... Small opportunity to bring him in before he went. Um, I think they probably should have, but um, yeah, he's only going to go into better things and you can see that with, with the teams that he's linked with for Juventus and I think as Andy mentioned there, I think his next step for him is to try and cement a place in, in that national team and, and get on the plane. He's on that plane, isn't he? Yeah, he should be. I mean, if, if he keeps up these performances that he's been producing, then definitely he has to be. Um, there's obviously competition for places in that area in the Scotland squad, but... For me, you should definitely be on that plane, yes. That'll be one of the things, Andy, won't it? In the coming months, as we yeah. get closer to June and Germany, will be injuries. And we've been unlucky with the injury to Andy Robertson and probably yeah. more particularly because it's been for a longer period to uh, Kieran Tierney. Yeah, another one who I think has cemented his place is Lauren Shanklin to get that yeah. goal against Georgia in the manner that he did. I'd seen him the, the weekend before when he was at Fir Park, scored a couple of goals. Just as usual as uh, Captain Hearts, he's leading the line really well. Alec Lowry was another star player on that afternoon. But um, yeah, Shankland, I think, will will have cemented his place after after that big goal. Ross McCausland, if you were at your old club, Rangers, if you were in charge, would you be getting that contract signed with them? They probably thought, get it signed before you go on international duty. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a young lad that's came through and took his opportunity. I watched him in the Sparta game and he was very, very good when he came on. Um, got a start against Livingston and done well that game as well. But he's now a 20-year-old boy, so he has to get game time. Um, he has to be playing. I think at the minute, if he was to go down to a, a Premier League club, I don't think he would be going to, to get minutes. I think he would be a project for someone. So I think for someone like that has just came through, I think he should stay at Rangers, sign a new contract maybe get 50 or 100 games for Rangers and then look to move um, I think he's certainly got a belly like I said he can pick a pass he can he can beat a man but I think to make the next step he needs to get his physicality up a little bit maybe work on that in the gym for the next 6 months or a year if he wants to make that step to the Premier League because that's another level that's something when I made that jump that it stuck out for me so much going from the Championship in England to the Premier League yeah. that, that the elite level players of your Gerrards, Lampards mm -hmm. You see them on the TV and you think, yeah, good players, but you actually see them in real life and you think, 
specimen, wow. an absolute athlete. Even, um, even just seeing them coming yeah, down the tunnel. So if, yeah. if people like McCausland yeah. and, and they want to make that jump um, to the Premier League, he needs to just get a little bit more physicality in him. I think it also tells you how difficult it is. Imagine Rangers did get Ryan Kent back. Yeah. I mean, McCausland's yeah. not going to play in front of him and that's how difficult it is for every uh, young player who's got a bit of potential. And we, we say it all the time, as former players, you need to play to develop. And whether it's... Whether he gets, um, you know, regular games at Rangers or elsewhere, he, he needs to improve, and he, he you can only do that when you're playing on a, a weekly basis. Imagine how he would feel if he did play second fiddle if Ryan Kent were to come back, if the wages and all that can be sorted, because Ryan Kent was off the boil for quite some time. And what does that say to Ross McCausland? He's at an age now of twenty; he's not really young in football anymore, so he has to be playing. I mean, he has to go out and um, cement his place in that team. And like Andy says, if Ryan Kent comes in, he's not coming into play behind Ross McCausland so um, he'll be coming in to be the first choice winger um, and then that might make a decision for that McCausland's got to make after that The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy Contact the team now to help make your home more energy efficient Let's go Go Radio Football Show It's Thursday night We're only one day 21 hours and 30 minutes away from kickoff in the Cinch Scottish Premiership and the games we have St Mirren against Livingston there's something in every single game isn't there Andy Walker and Graham Dorans Ross County under new management up against Kilmarnock Hearts against St Johnson the Craig Levine derby and he said he's looking forward to booze no surprise there <laughs> Craig comes into town Dundee against Hibernian and Celtic against Motherwell and then Sunday Aberdeen Rangers 12 noon some weekend coming up Graham isn't it it's looking looking to were you surprised at Ross County Derek Adams you know him well I think you know him quite well back in the game the third time back at a club well I was surprised when, when Malky lost his job I mean um, he's done an incredible job up there um, I think he's very highly thought of as a coach as well so firstly I was surprised when he lost his job and yeah I was probably a little bit surprised that, that they went for um, to bring Derek Adams back in for a, a third spell I think it was um, having left more come during the week but um, that's a big game for them at the weekend home to Kilmarnock um, new manager bounce they'll be expecting to get three points and, and get off to a flyer for, for the new manager coming in Quick word what about one of your old teams Hibs up against Dundee Dundee the surprise package along with St Mirren maybe in the first Yeah I've been really impressed with the way Dundee have settled in uh, life in the top flight they've got a good number of points they're, look, they're comfortably in that top six but you know what it's like Paul you, you can just as easily get into that uh, losing habit and Hibs are capable of going to most places creating chances they've got goal scorers in their team I actually fancy an away win there OK more of that in the second hour let's go back to the Celtic AGM there's nothing from Rangers today I would imagine that'll be tomorrow because it's the Sunday uh, game the news cycle the way it works Andy you know it well you've worked in it for mm. quite a bit of time so yesterday Brendan Rodgers after the AGM was speaking to the media and asked a number of questions including about the squad and strengthening it and what he feels about my it my job here of course is to to develop the football team and I want the best football team on the, on the field uh, but it will always be within the conditions of the club um, every manager will be the same you strive to to get the best quality players uh, in order to improve your performance level so hopefully we'll be able to do that in our time but, but it's a difficult window um, of course there's always quality available but uh, it's whether it's affordable for us is the is is the challenge but um, yeah in my previous jobs I've done really good business in, in January windows uh, when they have been available 
Um, so it's something that's been ongoing really through the uh, through the course of the the last few months, looking at the possibilities of players that we might be able to bring in. But I repeat, I I, I don't want to add to the the squad. We've you know we've got a squad of thirty two, uh, which we need to uh, bring down, as well as bringing in quality players. Uh, but I'm I'm fairly comfortable that come by the the summer, over the course of these next few windows, that the uh, the squad, both in terms of numbers and quality, will look. Uh, how I wanted to. What's your view on that? Yeah, I think he's obviously got uh, a very clear view of what he wants. Um, you know, to trim the squad to get more quality. The big problem is to try and improve results. You see how much teams are spending in the Champions League. You look at Paris Saint-Germain, you look at Man United, you look at teams like Benfica, they've got very few points, they're bottom of the group. And that's why I've always said, I don't think Celtic are interesting. Uh, interested in spending 10 or even more million pounds on a player uh, to to improve their performances in the Champions League. It looks as though they just want to be ahead of Rangers domestically. And I think uh, the level of... I mean, Brendan Rodgers is talking about moments in games and you know the fact that they're competing for small periods in games in the Champions League. It's the same last season under Ange Postecoglou. It looked exciting. It looked as though they were competing, but they weren't getting any points. And this is a familiar story. Celtic will always want to be in the Champions League. This idea that maybe they suit the Europa League is better. The best way of getting into the Europa League is actually winning uh, the title, getting into the Champions League, and actually picking up, I don't know, four, five, six, seven points that can get you dropped down into the Europa League and see how you go from there. And it's a model that's worked commercially, hasn't it? The balance sheet at Celtic is... It's very impressive. Yeah. And, you know, Rangers' but... numbers come out recently. Wasn't so impressive. And uh, this this was after a year where, you know, Aribo, yeah. uh, Calvin Bassey, Champions League money. And um, this is a, a really important league season because the, the format and the... The makeup of the Champions League next season is going to change. It's going to be even more lucrative. It, it makes it a really, really important title this season. But they want to get the pulses racing of the fans. And yeah. ultimately, yeah, 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 that's what you want. Beating Rangers or Rangers to beat Celtic is what it's about. But the European tradition of Celtic, it's something that was special. Yeah, for 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 supporters of a certain vintage, yeah. it, it was in your it was in your psyche. It was in the the absolute makeup of your team, yeah. those early 70s going into the 80s, yeah. then of course everything changes and you, you hear all this noise about the teams at the top getting so far away. It's the same with Celtic Rangers in Scotland. They are getting stronger and stronger and pushing themselves further and further away from Hibs, Hearts, Aberdeen, anyone else you care to mention. And it's the same down in England. The big four or the big six, yeah. they are so far away from the the bottom half of the, the English Premier League, it's frightening. Graham, as someone who played with Rangers, how, how do you view what's happening at Celtic money-wise and you know, they've got all that cash? What do you feel? Did you think they would spend more? Or? I think they're going to have to spend um, in January because they will lose some players, especially to the, to the Asian Cups. But the goal at the start of the season is always to go and win the league. Um, us as fans, when we're watching the games, we want the teams to go and do well in Europe. Um, I've seen Rangers get to, to Europa League for... UEFA Cup final than Europa League final um, in the last 10 or so years um, but teams like 
Feyenoord and Copenhagen they're competing in the Champions League they're going to Old Trafford and competing so why can't Rangers and Celtic get to that level and compete and as Andy says you always want to get in the Champions League and if you can go and get six or seven points and if that gets you into the Europa League after that then you can have a go at that but the ambition has to be to be more successful in the Champions League and try and get through to the, the latter knockout stages I, I'm talking about recent years when you can drop into Champions League I know it's all changed next yeah, season sure. you won't be able to, to do that but um, I think that's where Rangers have the edge over Celtic in the last number of years their, their results in, in Europe have been so impressive to get to another uh, Europa League final I mean we keep saying it it wasn't that long ago and um, yeah it's something that is I think sadly lacking for Celtic, some of those big occasions where you, you take a really notable scalp. Here's a bit more from Brendan Rodgers on the signing policy and the things that have worked over the years. Everyone will put the quality um, down to the number that you pay, but that's not necessarily... I think Virgil van Dijk was £2 million when he came in here, so that was good quality. Um, it's, it's always the challenge because lots of players may want to... Uh, to place in a more competitive league or one of the renowned leagues. But I think what Celtic offers here is is really unique in terms of the opportunity to come and play for a fanatical fan base, um, to come and develop as a player, to become a winner, to live in a great city. Um, and there's been many players and managers that whilst they've been here, and it's sometimes only when you are here, that you uh, that you get that real sense of that. So we um, we always work hard, but we want big players to come. This is an incredible club to come and play for, and if you're lucky enough to be able to come here and, and work and play, you'll you'll get the sense of that. So um, so yeah, so that's something that's ongoing. Let's go on the line to eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred, and the Rangers fan Paul is on the line. Good evening, Paul. Uh, evening, Paul. Great show as always. That, thank uh, you. <laughs> thanks for letting me on. Um, Pleasure. I just I was listening to your conversation there about budgets and things like that for Celtic Rangers. And yeah. I, I just wanted to, know, I told you just before, I said, no, Rangers a couple of years ago got to the Europa League final. Um, but the, the transfer budget we did was, was remarkable, to be honest. Yeah. Two and a half million pounds we spent that year on transfers, and we got to a European final. So yeah. I suppose my point is, I hear a lot of Celtic fans and pundits and whatnot saying, Celtic's got £72 million in the bank, blah, blah, blah. I suppose all that money doesn't really... Get does that really wind you up, Paul? Paul, does that really wind you up? They've got £75, £72 million or whatever. Sorry, on you go. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no, no, well, actually, I would like the money in my account, but... Yeah, I, we wouldn't I, mind I, it here I, either, I, would we? Graham, Andy, no, 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 OK. I, I think um, my point is, to, to Celtic fans, I think, it's, it's not based on the money. I mean, you see, you see yeah, what about your own club? What about Ryan Kent? Is that a possibility or would you want them back? Forget the money. Would you want them back or did he... Um, turn off switch off last season I think he's been found out Paul in his new club and I think to be honest he underperformed and a number of times the Rangers have just continued to get put up by Gerard and from Brockhorst and that I mean I went yeah oh you've the gone there the one that killed my trust with him uh-huh. the, one that, the one that killed my trust with him was the last old firm game in the cup eight 
he just switched completely off and do you know what? It's a lot of fans. I don't want to do that. A lot of fans. Oh, and, it's a bad line now, but we've got your point, Graham. What would you say about Ryan Kent when you hear, for example, Paul's view? There's no doubt that in the last four or five months, his contract at Rangers, that he wasn't performing. Um, there's there's no questions about that. But in terms of his ability, um, I, I came up against him in training many, many a times. Um, he's certainly got bags of ability if he can produce and get to his top level, which he did um, for a for a time frame and a Ranger uh, for a time period in a Ranger jersey. Then it's a no-brainer for me to, to bring him back. But it has to be it has to be right. It has to be right financially. He has to be in the right frame of mind, and he, he has to give a hundred percent like he did before. Uh, if his performances are going to be the same level as you were getting for the last four or five months and he's not fully committed to what he's given then then it's, it goes the other way and you would say no There weren't many Rangers players who were scoring goals against Celtic at Parkhead and at Ibrox Ryan Kent was one of them and I know he frustrated Rangers uh, supporters for a long time but I think he had great ability and it's the type of player I think Rangers need in the second half of the season Paul, how much are you looking forward to Petordry and what do you think? Um, Andy made a great point earlier on, you know, the Chris Boyd thing, saying, oh, you know, Aberdeen always turn up against. But actually, Aberdeen turned up at Ibrox not that long ago. What are you feeling for Sunday? I think Clubwood's certainly still a bit of a steal about Rangers, though. We're, not, we're certainly not conceding as many goals. I think we've conceded maybe three goals under his tenure, I think it is. And um, we're, we're scoring at the other end as well. And I think I think you'll see a different animal. I mean, I, I went to the game at Ibrox and it was the performance. I think it, I think it was just a death deal and yeah. Michael tenure at Rangers, obviously. And I think, look, I've been supporting Rangers a long time. And you guys are older than me. Not to give away my age or anything, right? But uh, there's there definitely a competitive edge. I call it, I, I call it, I, I can get boys pointing through the Razor game and I get all of that right, but there's certainly a competitive edge. And I've heard a lot of yeah. Aberdeen fans phone into radio shows saying, whether Rangers fans like it or not, we're rivals to them. They're not rivals because at the end of the day, we've been dominant in Scottish football for more, more years than they have. And, and I don't see them as a rival, to be honest. So um, I, think, I think we'll beat them. And I think I think we'll beat them in the cup final as well. And I think that'll drive the board on. That, that's my my point, Paul, yeah, was that yeah. it will be the Rangers players who'll be given more because it was Rangers supporters that brought out a banner that said their players were heartless and passionless. And that's what they were in the game that you were at. At Ibrooks, where oh. Aberdeen, you would expect to give it everything against Rangers. It was the Rangers players who did not give everything that day. Can I come back? Can I? Yeah, sure. On you go. Let's see the last four games. Do you know the aggregate score between Celtic and uh, Aberdeen? Eighteen one, I think it is. Eighteen one aggregate score. Now I'm not one minute putting on blue tinted specs and saying there's a conspiracy. You know, I'm, I'm not about that, but. It certainly makes you as a Rangers fan question why a team can come... Now, I'm not just talking about Ibrox in that game, but certainly you look back on all the other Rangers and, Celtic, uh, Rangers and Aberdeen games, we certainly don't spank them 5-6-0 many times, and it, and it, it does frustrate me, I suppose, why, why there's an imbalance sure. here and why that possibly is. And I'm not doing that as a conspiracy mm. theory. I'm not into all that nonsense, you know what I mean? So, look, look Andy, you'll remember... It's I said, Mr. Sutton had blamed Tom Fermlin and Jimmy Calderwood for lying down against Rangers. Oh, I think that was nonsense. Conspiracy theories. That's uh, yesterday's date, isn't it? The conspiracy theories over yeah. in Dallas, the tragic events of 60 years ago. Graham, you're there, a wry smile on your face. What would you say? 
to pull? It's certainly going to be a tough game. I mentioned earlier, it's going to be the biggest test um, that, that Rangers have faced, in my opinion, since the new manager's come in. Uh, I do feel that I'm not going to question the integrity of Aberdeen, but it's certainly always a tougher game when they play against Rangers. Is that because they do see it as a rivalry? Is that because they go up there and their fans are up for it and it's louder and they get behind their team more and it gives the players a lift? That may be the case, but um, whatever it is, Rangers have certainly came up against a much tougher side against Aberdeen than, than I would say Celtic have. And, and, and you look at the results, as you mentioned, they're 18-1 in the last four games. Um, I don't know, as I said, if it's just because they do see it as a rivalry and they're lifting the game. Similarly, when Rangers play Celtic, every player always wants to lift their game and it's fiercely competitive. So um, that may be the case. The one thing Boyd has done is he's sold this game beautifully. He has, hasn't he? Hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Everybody will be watching it. The other thing is Celtic have been better over this period of time. You know, by quite a, a margin, yeah. apart from the year when Rangers won the title there. So that's also in the equation, isn't it? If it is conspiracy theor theories and you looked at it, you'd say, yeah, but Celtic were winning the titles at that point. Therefore, a better team. Paul, you sparked another debate, you and Chris Boyd, and Andy's putting a good point. So too is Graham. It's the Go Radio Football Show. Thanks, Paul. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Reduce your energy bills with the latest renewable energy products. Let's go. Let's go back on the lines 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Graham Dorns, the former Rangers, West Bromwich Albion and Scotland star, along with Andy Walker. Um, don't, 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 <laughs> Sheffield United, Bolton Wanderers, Celtic and Scotland. Kevin's on the line. Good evening, Kevin. How are you doing, boys? You all right? Good. Hi, How excited are you that football is back? When I mean football, the Cinch Premiership. Ah, <laughs> uh, really? Uh, excited, excited that we're going to come back, mate. I was, I liked, I liked the, the international break. Yeah. Uh, but it's good to get back to the the bread and butter. And uh, Paul, I did tell you last week when I was on. I speak yep. to you and Barry. Yeah. Um, the Christmas hands and all that. I did say we would take three or four off Georgia, but I didn't expect to concede. Exactly. Uh, I know. Goes yeah. either, but that's, that's true. That's true. Uh, but I look forward to playing Motherwell Saturday, mate. So um, they're obviously had a bit of a bad patch, but I'm looking forward to getting back and hopefully we can just pick up where we left off and just keep the momentum going, really. Just try to steamroller through the rest of 2023 and just get pick up a positive run of results. But. Um, have you um, any concerns? Really Can I just ask you? So one of the breaking stories—it's not breaking today—but it came out of yesterday. What's happening with the Green Brigade? Some of them banned at the I, moment, home I, and away. Okay, so the latest is that they're giving an update about their—they're calling it a day of action on Saturday, the match with Motherwell, and they're saying that we will liaise with all interested Celtic fans, fans groups, and the Celtic supporters clubs. Um, a statement from them is saying. <laughs> Saturday, they're looking to come to the Celtic way. So it looks as though they're they're going to be there um, to protest before the game. So they're not going to be at the game, some of them, but they're going to be outside. Celtic have said they wanted the right kind of dialogue. I'm not sure what the latest is at the moment. Have you any update, Kevin? I've not heard anything, mate. I've been on, I've, I've, I've been on X, as they call it now, and mm -hmm. stuff like that. I've not really seen anything apart from just fan opinion. But from what I can see, Paul, I'll be honest with you, it's kind of split 50-50, uh, if I'm mm. being honest, uh, between fans about whether or not they should turn up at Celtic Park on Saturday. Mm. Some fans are saying, stay away, don't cause any bother. But I think then the other ones are, I think the main players, they're not going to cause any trouble, they're just going to protest. But yeah. listen, as long as they don't embarrass the club any further than they've already done, 
Um, I've not got a problem with them turning up as long as it's a kind of peaceful adult protest. Then, you know what I mean? That, that's fine. I, I did criticise them the last time I was on mm-hmm. and said, you know, they need to learn their lesson. I, I'm not I'm not going to give my opinion on what's going on yeah, over sure. the terrible things that are happening there. there but yeah. I've got my own opinion. But I keep yeah. that to myself and I wait for football because it's, it's, it shouldn't be there's no place for it in a football stadium, but especially mm-hmm. when we have. Um, such amazing Israeli players played for us in the past and won them out of bad I think it's disrespectful but anyway as long as they keep it amicable yeah. I don't have mm. an issue with it Paul to be honest I, I, my personal opinion is I think be- between the club and the Green Brigade they need to have some positive dialogue and sort of get them back in the stadium and let bygones be bygones because we the, the fans Celtic gives me anything mm. but Celtic also need to maybe appreciate the fan, the, the fan base that they've got as well, which I'm sure they did. Andy, this is a really difficult one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. listen, I've said before, I think there's a lot of um, good stuff that yep. the Green Brigade do. I've highlighted it before, their charitable work, their uh, collections for uh, for food banks, for, for various um, good causes. You, you have to admire that. In my view, um, I'm not interested in anyone's political stance when I go to the football. I'm not a fan of them glorifying in the IRA. I'm not a fan of the abuse of the the king and the crown. All of that you can do without uh, any offensive singing, offensive banners. And if it is true that they are storming some grounds and and physically uh, attacking uh, stewards of other clubs... Clearly, that's unacceptable. And I think there's a lot of, uh, if indeed there is going to be some sort of resolution, there is a lot of dialogue um, to be made. Graham, it's a difficult one. There are all clubs have issues uh, with fans at times. This is a difficult one. I'm not asking you as a former Rangers player to comment on the Green Brigade. But I guess what you know is that if a club is united, it gives you a great chance to move forward. I think in general, any club, if there's rules and there's guidelines to follow, and if that club feels that that section of the sport is not following them, then they're going to take action. Um, if, if there's evidence there that obviously they must have to take this this action that they've took. Um, so as I said, that you have to follow the guidelines, whether it's Rangers, Celtic, Aberdeen, whoever it is. Um, there's rules there, and if they're not following, abiding by the rules, if they're causing troubles, getting into away games, and... Um, fighting with stewards or, or whatever it is they're accused of then there's going to be action taken um, and whether that goes to points deduction or whatever from the SFA um, I don't know but there, this this has been dragged on for a little bit too long now I think they need to get together and, and draw a line under it one way or another Steady on the points deduction there the former Rangers <laughs> right, star steady, steady, exactly. steady, uh, Andy, it's not a matter for the SFA no, any points sure. deduction no, in, in, SPFL. Indeed, I know it'd be great to get this sorted wouldn't it dialogue dialogue is, is the only way yeah, that course. you'll get some sort yes. of res- resolution yeah. but good behaviour is mm-hmm. another one I mean in my experience you know we, we didn't have the green brigade mm-hmm. at uh, when I played the, the old Celtic if you like but um, there was certainly enough noise around the stadium if you look a, a month ahead when Celtic play Rangers, I'm sure it'll be a it'll be a sellout. Sadly, there'll be no away supporters there, but that's what the, the both clubs want. And um, I think the atmosphere then, the level of noise you'll get, 
it will be as you would expect in a game like that. Let's hear Matt O'Reilly and you'll be pleased that he got his cap the other night. Hopefully many more for him. He's been talking about the game coming up at the weekend uh, with Motherwell, uh, the game that you're re- looking forward to as well. And he's been speaking about his own performances and about scoring more goals. And the manager said to him at the start of the season, the new manager said, we want more goals from you. Clear of mind, first and foremost, just more open when I'm on the pitch. Secondly, just continuously getting into the right positions to score. Um, and then, yeah, just taking a little bit of pressure off myself, not expecting myself to, to score every game, just going into it, you know, trying to do my best for the team. And then naturally, you kind of get your, your outcomes. And this is what his manager said about the opposition, Motherwell. Yeah, I just think it's the it's it's the league. There's a number of teams in that sort of position. I think we had a, uh, we had a really good game against them. And, and Stuart's a, an excellent young coach who's, who's developing the style there. Um, and like I said, I thought the uh, I thought the when I seen them play, they were very well coached, and they worked very hard. So um, so for us, we we will give them that respect. We come back after an international break. We have to very quickly get the team synchronised again, and uh, and start off where we left off uh, in our last home game. So um, but we'll prepare for a, a tough game. But our focus very much on working how we want to. Kevin, what's your prediction then for the game? Is it three <laughs> three? No, I'll be free tomorrow. You behave yourself, Paul. Uh, <laughs> now, that was referenced the, the other night when you when you thought Scotland would score three or four and you were right, but so too did Georgia. Aye, what do you reckon Saturday? Um, I think I think maybe two I think maybe two or three. I think if we've got um Motherwell uh, they're they're on a slippery slope now, but um they are, they are, they have got some decent players there and uh <coughs> Kettlewell um you know, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good coach so hope, I, I actually like him so I hope he does well the rest of the season apart against us but um, I, two, two or three I don't think it's going to be a hammer whatsoever I think international, I come back after the international break can be a wee bit of a funny one so uh, I think we'll get the three points but it's certainly not going to be a walkover I think we'll need to work hard for it I think Motherwell will be really wary I mean they lo- I saw them lose four at home to Aberdeen uh, you saw what Celtic did to Aberdeen just recently took six off them at Parkhead so um, you know after the international break looking at everyone coming back from uh, their travels Celtic will be massive favourites to to win that comfortably it's the next few games after that that are going to be so important for for Motherwell and for Stuart Kettlewell Kevin thanks for the call news is next The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy reduce your energy bills with the latest renewable energy products Let's go Racing towards the weekend, the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. And tomorrow night at this time, it's going to be Barry Ferguson who will be here with Stephen McGinn. Tonight, we're in the company of Graham Dorrance and Andy Walker. Quite a few calls in the first hour. Give us a buzz. 0808 17 17 700 if you're looking forward to your team in action this weekend. Rangers fans, what are you thinking? Aberdeen Rangers on Sunday. Arguably match, well, match of the day for sure. It's the only one there, but it's match of the weekend probably when the Old Firm are away from home or the Glasgow Giants are away from home. It's a huge one. Graham, we've been talking about it in the first hour. Philippe Clement then, the report after the first. It's only five or six weeks since he came. Um, it was almost Unblemished was it six wins and a draw? Yep, I think the draw came in the Europa League. Uh, he's won all his league games so far. Um, uh, there's a there's a big month and a half coming up now, and um, before the the split that he almost needs to go perfect in. I would think he's got a, a big game starting on Sunday. Uh, 
a real tough one um, and then he's got a couple followed up in the, the Europa League that they'll be looking to to get qualified in and then the cup final as well so he'll be looking to have a, a perfect record going into the break um, and claw some points back before that I Jimmy, think, yeah, sorry sure. Paul I think yep. you'll learn a lot about Rangers and what Philippe Clement thinks about his players mm. this month Aberdeen at, at the weekend Aberdeen in the cup final mm. Celtic towards the end of the month it's a remarkably busy uh, month for games December as it always is it'll test the, the depth of the squad the, the quality of the squad and we'll know a lot more about Rangers Challenge once we get to the 1st of January Jimmy's been on the socials a big Rangers fan he wants to know who you would start not the whole team necessarily but what have you found out about the team you know the winners those that he reckons I can they're nailed on for the Philippe Clement team for example up top is it Danilo is your out and out striker? Yeah, I think at the minute it yeah. is. Um definitely he's he's had a bit of form since he's come back from injury. So in terms of the, the striking options, yeah, I would definitely go Danilo. Um I think Sima's been been very good as well after a, a probably a slow start. Um the last couple of months he's he's been very good. So I definitely have him in. And then obviously the question is whether it's Cantwell, McCausland, Lammers. Um I think Ross McCausland's probably done enough to to earn his place in the team, but it's a, it's a huge game as I said going up to Aberdeen it's going to be tough whether he'll think that he's ready to go into a game of that magnitude I don't know um, but I think he seems to be sticking with Lammers in behind Danilo at the minute he um, is isn't he and that surprised some people at the beginning yeah because he's, he's had a real tough start um, I think there's for me there's there's definitely something in there I watch him and he's got some nice touches and some nice movement he's obviously not producing his numbers at the minute he's not getting enough goals and assists he managed to get a goal against Dundee it was a great finish I thought after that I'd maybe give him a bit of confidence to kick on he didn't really um, but the manager seems to be showing faith in him um, and hopefully he can repay that faith What about Cantwell? He was taken off what, just after the first half just the other week before the break and um, Michael Beale he was a regular. He was there all the time. What are you what are you thinking with Cantwell? Could yeah, he be? but as you mentioned, there's the new managers come in. He's probably not been as the 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 focal star man that he was mm. under Michael Beale before. Um, he's took him off in the semi final that didn't seem happy about. Um, but ultimately, that was the right decision because Rangers came out the second half and performed better and and win the game. And then he comes on against Livingston and. Um, I just don't like the whole social media thing of going after the game and putting up tackles and challenges and say this should be yellow card and this is VAR it's just a bit of nonsense for me concentrating playing football you're at one of the biggest teams in, in the UK so concentrating what you're doing in there forget about VAR and forget about anything else in social media He's not 100% focused if you're doing all that rubbish on social media how much time is it is it taking? And I think the manager's seen through him to get him off at uh, half time I think was the, the, the right call and uh, this new manager, doesn't matter what relationship you had previously, either with the supporters or previous coaches or previous managers, um, you need to be doing it for him. I think he's pretty calm. I think he's pretty measured. And you've always got to remember, uh, he also said when he was first introduced, I'm not a magician. He knows he needs new players. So if people at Cantwell uh, are uh, causing him a bit of grief, I think he would think nothing of just leaving him out of the team. Were you at Norwich at the same time when he was coming through as a youngster? Yeah, he was just coming through um, when I was there. Someone I've spoke about previously before he came to Rangers definitely got bags of ability but always had that little little bit about him with the, he loves the social media. He's, 
the dancing when he scores a goal and things yeah. like that stuff that I'd, I don't like it um, concentrate in your football and if he does that like I said he's, he's someone that's certainly got ability so if he puts his 100% focus into that we'll see the best Todd Campbell mm-hmm. Andy what do you feel about Lammers have you seen enough because the manager has kind of persisted with him great goal I, against Dundee the other week I've yeah. just seen the improvement in Rangers under the new manager I think before you couldn't put your hand on anyone to say this is a guy who's really turned it around for Rangers apart from Jack Butland I think mm-hmm. everyone would accept he has been he's added a bit of quality to Rangers he's actually won them points with uh, some big saves at, at important times I think Rangers are getting better but I'll go back to what I said a few minutes ago you'll learn a lot more about Rangers in this coming month the two games against Aberdeen that come up in quick succession one away one at Hamden. Uh, and then, of course, the game against Celtic when they're really up against it. And looking elsewhere in the midfield and the defence for you, we all know Jack Butland's been outstanding success. Uh, Yilmaz or Barisic? Yilmaz, apparently, you know, contract time. I mean, he's he's in contract for some time. He was a big money signing, but hasn't played enough games. And there's murmurings about, you know, maybe he would want to be elsewhere. Yeah, I think when the managers first came in, I thought he was more leaning towards Yilmaz because he played um, more of the games to start with. And then Barisic has come in and done well. But um, I think what, what Barisic gives you more than Yilmaz does is his delivery. Um, I spoke about numbers earlier on. He's, uh, Barisic always chips in with a, an assist or a goal. Um, Yilmaz isn't as good going forward as Barisic, I would say. Um, yep, talking on Jack Button as well. I see him linked to teams like Birmingham. He's a better player than that. Yeah. I mean, he's... he's yeah. And, and he's at a better club than that. So for me, he won't be going to a club like Birmingham. Um, I think if he keeps doing what he does, there's no there's no way um, exception that he can go back down and go to a Premier League team. I don't think it's a, a step up leaving Rangers to go to Birmingham. For sure. The Blues, even though they're the Blues. Andy, could he be back in the England squad? Jack Butland? No, I don't think no? so. Okay. I, I yeah. think that's maybe a step too far. If only for the fact that every time I go down south and you speak to people about Scottish football, uh, they yeah. just don't rate it. Is it getting worse? The way they, um, the way they perceive worse? us? I, I don't know. Well, maybe results but, in Europe okay. might, yeah. uh, you know, 6-0 against Atletico yeah. Madrid doesn't doesn't do Celtic uh, any favours. But just in general, that, that type of feeling, I don't know what you think, Graham, but Definitely. I have sensed that over the last number of years I'm not so sure it's getting worse Paul I think it's just ingrained into the the English media the English fan the English psyche really about Scottish football yeah there's there's only one game having played there for 10 years there's only one game that that anybody pays attention to down there is when when Rangers play Celtic that's it they don't um, bother about Rangers versus Hearts or Celtic versus Livingston it's um, it's the old forum that you might get people watching but other than that then um, as Andy said I think probably the, the results in Europe and stuff is probably putting it down a little bit in terms of the eyes in England um, but as I said it's only only one game that gets a bit of attention when you're in England What have you been thinking about Balogun obviously he's not in the squad for Europe I think that's right isn't it so but Balogun is he maybe not surprised you but he's been a plus Yeah he's definitely been a plus um, I was probably a little bit surprised when, when they brought him back but um, he's been a good option he's come in he's done well in the games that he's played in he's, he's a very strong defender he's um, got a good partnership with Golden so yeah, when he's came in, he, he's done very well. Disappointing not to have him in the European squad. So um, definitely a plus that he's came back and, he, and he's playing well. Andy, on Balogun and the European squad, the manager Clement has mentioned it. He hasn't. He's not. You know, he's yeah. not throwing shade on the previous manager. Yeah, I don't. But... I, I think the reason they brought in the number for the squads, I think it was to 
almost control the huge clubs. Yeah. The clubs with massive amounts of money so that they, they're committed to whatever it is, 23, 25, yeah. 26, whatever the number is. And it's unfortunate he's not registered to play. I mean, I think Rangers will, will win their European game this week. They're, they're, I think they're a much improved side under Clement and they're playing, the, in my view, the, the weakest team in the group. So uh, they should win that, especially at, uh, at Ibrox. And um, I think Balogun's got a lot to offer. I always thought he was a decent player. A lot coming up, of course. So Rangers got the big game on Sunday. Aberdeen and then Limassol, well, a week tonight, isn't it, Graham? They'll be in town. And that I'm not. it's not a grudge, but they've, they'll feel they've, they've got to write what was wrong because they played so poorly over there. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mentioned previously the last time I was on that the Rangers game against Sparta was was the big one. Um, I think the one to do that will really fancy themselves to go through to the next round. And and as you mentioned there, Rangers will feel a little bit of a revenge to get back from from Aris and the performance over there because um, that, that performance was well below par. So they'll be look, looking to go out um, next week and put that wrong here, right? Um, Thankfully, we're not in the qualifiers. We are mm. there for Germany. I just see John Hartson was in your seat last night. Right. So it's Finland, I see, is oh, the semi-final, the first that. one. Finland, I think, I, I think he should so. be. It's yeah. at home. Yep. Great record there. And then it's the winners of uh, Poland and whoever they play again yeah. at home. So yep. can't ask for okay. more than it's that. Not. Uh, some strong stuff coming from a Scottish Premiership manager in the last few moments. Stuart Kettlewell, the motherwell boss, has criticised trigger-happy Premiership club chiefs regarding the disgrace, he called it, over the heavy recent managerial casualties. So himself, a former Ross County manager, insists that all managers, himself included, need time to create an atmosphere at a club and a long-term plan. He says, I'm not trying to defend myself from anything, because currently, obviously, Motherwell are in a bad run, but the fact I'm now the fourth longest-serving manager in the division, and I've only been in the post since February, is a disgrace. That's what he said, Andy. It's brutal. Management mm. is brutal. I look at Rangers, I totally understand why they made a change this season. I look at Hibs, totally understand why they made a change uh, this season. Lee Johnson to, to Nick Montgomery. Uh, St. Johnson won really tough on Stephen McLean, a young guy who they obviously felt w w was good enough to um, you know emulate the, the type of success that uh, Callum Davidson uh, had had Ross County I, I didn't understand that one I'm sure Malky Mackay would have kept him up but mm. I think it just highlights management is absolutely brutal and your life can be turned upside down in the space of four or six weeks if results go against you yeah it's, Andy mentioned there it's, it's a results driven business so ultimately if you're not achieving the results that the upstairs above you um, once then then you're obviously the, the, the cult on that but yeah I agree some of the the time frames that managers get these days um, it's it's not long enough um, I think when you appoint someone you need to give them their full backing and their full belief that, that they can do and get the achievements that you're looking for um, I think as, as you mentioned there it was a are really um, surprised that Ross County decided to change a manager, but time will tell whether it's the right decision when the new manager comes in and, and they see the, the results coming up. You also hear how uncertain Stephen Naismith's job is at Hearts. You know, some of yeah. the Hearts fans are all for him, yeah. some are against him, given his lack of experience. It's a big club; they they demand success, and so much as they want to be third, they want to be the the third force, they want to be the best of the the rest, and um, it's a huge job for for someone with so much inexperience and of course uh, Aberdeen are also in 12 points if you're a Motherwell fan Andy though are you thinking that's a bit of a red flag that Stuart is putting himself 
Listen, I've interviewed him over the last uh, number of weeks and a couple of games I've been at uh, Motherwell. I think what you get from Stuart is a a refreshing degree of honesty. So he's obviously been asked a a question today. I don't think he's come out and and made a statement. And uh, he obviously feels really strongly about it. There is a lot of it that I can see, but having been around football for, for so long, it's absolutely brutal. Sometimes the uh, the time that you get in coaching and management and uh, what a change can happen in, in the space of a few weeks. You're right. He was asked the question and Derek McInnes was asked the same question mm. yesterday because I'm just looking at the table. Livy on the bottom with 10 along with Ross County. Okay, Ross County have made the change. David Martindale must be the longest serving manager in the league. St. Johnson on 11, they've just made the change. Aberdeen, 12 points uh, along with Motherwell. And then Hibs on 15, they made the change, as you mentioned. Lee Johnson, just a couple of months ago. It seems ages ago, doesn't it? That was September. And then Kilmarnock on 16. So Dundee on 17 along with Hearts. There's not an awful lot in it. So Derek McInnes was saying a similar thing about the turnover in managers. And he said a few years ago, that was the pattern in England. I thought we were a bit better than that in Scotland. Two inexperienced managers, this is him saying, and Michael and Stephen have lost their jobs. And two experienced guys, Malky and Lee Johnson, have gone as well. Derek said, circumstances are different for everyone. But as a stat, we aren't even out of November. And a third of the clubs have changed their manager. It's poor and disappointing. He also said for me, Malky Mackay was Ross County's best player. You know, he was their best operator. Um, and he, he wouldn't be in the league without him. his management yeah. in that playoff now I know that uh, having finished second bottom you're in a playoff so it's not uh, the most successful of seasons but his changes in those two playoff games ensured that uh, you know Ross County stayed up if he was in charge of Partick Thistle they would be in the, the top flight but if you'd spoken to a lot of Hibs fans at the start of the season I think they would have wanted a change they weren't happy with uh, even what he was saying post-match in some of the games that they had been to and he was he, he was painting a different picture to a game that they had seen. If you speak to the majority, I think, Graham, of, of Rangers fans, I think they wanted a change. They did not believe in Michael Beale. And that's why it can be uh, it can be so tough. Yeah, I agree. Definitely the, the Rangers fans were calling for a change. Um Ross, Ross County, you, you look at that as well. What What is success for Ross County? If they stay in the league, if they finish 10 for the next five years and stay in the league, that, that's, that, that's success for a team like Ross County. So I don't know what they, they're expecting these managers to do. As Andy mentioned there, um, it's obviously disappointing that they're in the playoff position, but if it wasn't for the leadership and the, the quality of Malcolm McKay had, they would probably ended up going down after that game. And yet Roy McGregor cares, f- you know, for one thing, yeah. the future of, of that does. club that he's put so much money into. He and cares for the area. Yeah, they yeah. had a great relationship. And I think he did appreciate the amount of work that Malky Mackay yeah. was doing, you know, away from the ground in terms of uh, supporter liaison and uh, getting out into the community and making the club a big part of the uh, community. And I think the, the top flight of Scottish football... It's great that it's represented by a club in the Highlands. It used to be both Ross County and Inverness, but uh, I always found it a pleasure to go up there and cover games. We don't want to be radio guillotine here where you're looking to see who's next, but it's the inevitability. It's a results business. And no matter, I mean, nobody got more praise than Stuart Kettlewell for months 
quite rightly. It was remarkable. But um, you know, there does come a point, and uh, any neutral would be hoping that Mother will uh, move up the table. In fact, I think you're not looking at anyone thinking, "Oh, I hope they go down." Uh, it's not the case. At Livingston, as David Martindale spoke about it before anyone else did. When they were further up the league, there's a new majority shareholder, I think, in town, and he said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here. If, if I'm not right for it, you know, just speak to me." And yet, he's steeped in that football club, isn't he? Um, you were there for a short time. Yeah, um, I, I came yeah. through there, so um, I look out for him a little bit as well. So they've always been a club that's, um, as I mentioned there, if they survive in the Premier League, then that is success for them. Um, for the, probably since they've they've been promoted, they've been favourites to go back down. They've got the lowest budget in the league, so um, I think he got them into the top six. I think a few years ago, and that was a a real plus point for Livingston. So as I say there, if they stay up, that is that is what they that's their goal at the start of the season. So that is success for them. We we always talk about Celtic Rangers, their finances, the the amount of money that they spend on players, the amount of money that players' wages are, everyone else, you know, in the bottom six, the, the resources are so modest and you're, that's why you see a lot of players doing the rounds at St. Johnson, Ross County, Kilmarnock, uh, you know, they yeah. tend to, they tend to move around, the, if you like, the, the bottom six teams and um, they, they are all so successful, as Graham says, if they finish 10th or above, there's, you know, there's no panic. Is it too early to say who's going to go down automatically? I mean, a month ago, it was St. Johnson who looked as though they were... Oh, you say at the start of yeah. every season, you have a guess. Yeah. And, you well, I tend to base it on players. Mm-hmm. What, what have they got? Have they got a bit of pace? Have they got a bit of quality? Have they got a goal scorer? Have they got reliable defenders? Mm-hmm. Have they got a good goalkeeper? You, you tend to, you know, throw all these balls mm-hmm. into the air. And listen, I said St. Johnson would go down. Yeah. Uh, sorry, St. Mirren. We could down there last season. What do you know? And exactly, <laughs> would you? I mean, what a job that uh, Sir Robertson has, uh, Stephen Robinson has, has done there to to take St Mirren so comfortably into the top six. You could have manoeuvred that and said St Johnson, <laughs> but somebody would have been honest. I said they sure. were the bottom two, <laughs> yeah. St Mirren, St Johnson. So there you go. Very the honest man, and he did play at Air United for a while, of course. The the honest men, Graham. Who do you think? What's your feeling just now? Well, if you look at it at the minute, obviously Motherwell are in a real bad place. I think they will have enough to get out of it after their game at the weekend. They've got a, a nice run of fixtures coming up that will be looking to get points from. But mm-hmm. I believe now with the change that's just been made, I think Ross County could be in trouble. Um, right. I think, as I said, the Livingston will always be down and around there. But I think Ross County uh, could go this season. Wow! And I got it wrong again. I thought Dundee would go down before a ball yes. was kicked. Yeah. I thought the the step up would be too great, but underestimated just how good how impressive that they would become and in Tony Docherty they've got a guy who's got tremendous experience The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy Free quotes for solar PV battery storage and heat pumps Let's go Heading towards the weekend we'll talk championship and the full card shortly for the weekend we'll look at the Returning championship and who's going to come up from there? Obviously, Dundee United have got off to a flyer. Disappointment in the Trophy Cup last week. What's coming up this weekend, we'll tell you soon. And looking forward to the games in the Premiership. Celtic Motherwell is the biggest of the games on Saturday. There'll be, what, around 60,000 there for getting back to Celtic, of course, Andy. It's uh, that game in hand, but means Celtic are in a really good position as they go into this game because they could go even further ahead ahead of the Rangers game on Sunday yes 11 points before Rangers play Rangers would obviously have the two games in hand but you always prefer the points in the bag Celtic will be huge favourites against Motherwell Um, 
I mean, Motherwell are really struggling. And I, I do think it's the next few games after the Celtic one when um, Motherwell play the likes of Ross County, maybe St Johnston. They're the ones they need to pick up points from. And, and very quickly, if you can get a couple of wins on the bounce, it can give you a, a bit of breathing space. Brendan Rodgers has been speaking about his team, the level of performance since he arrived. It's always going to be a challenge. It doesn't come into, you don't come into any season here Celtic and it gets easier. You know, the, the Champions League is the very highest level of European football and, and what you find at that level is the, the attacking players, the forward players are as good as you'll come across. So uh, that, that's always a challenge. I think if I look domestically, we, we, we clearly should have had 13 out of 13 wins. You know, the two games that we've drawn, we could have won, but we didn't, but we learned from them. And I think from a Champions League perspective, I think there's a narrative around, I just sense a little bit around the uh, the overall start. But I think the players have been fantastic. In the Champions League, We, uh, if you take away that that second half uh, against uh, Atletico Madrid, the, the players have been very, very good. The players have been excellent. They've been getting better each performance. You know, very coordinated. You see the spirit in the team. And, and in the Champions League and the other games, we've been really competitive, even with Feyenoord, we nine men. So uh, so I uh, I understand where we're at. It's it's a level where you need to have quality, of course, and experience. But experience also comes from gaining experience. And um, but, but there's no doubt we want to... Uh, we want to be stronger going forward over the coming uh, over the coming seasons here. That was one of the big drivers to come back. And of course, Lazio next week and Feyenoord a couple of weeks later. Still time or is that just being optimistic? But there is time. Celtic could do it in Rome. Could do. I, I think it's unlikely. Their away form is, is so poor. Uh, it would be great to think there was something riding on the, the last game. Uh, at home in Glasgow, a, a unbelievable crowd. The fact that if Celtic win that, you know something could happen. That that would be terrific. But I can't see it. Celtic have been uh, outclassed in this group. Tuesday the game is Graham. What do you think? Could you see Celtic getting a point or maybe a win? They certainly could. They've certainly got the the talent and the ability to go and do it. But in terms of the previous results in the Champions League, I don't think they've. They've won a game for the last six seasons. Um, so I think it's going to be very, very difficult if they were to go and win the next two games. Um, it's, a, it's a really tough place to go on Tuesday night. But like I said, who's to say that they can't go there and get a result and take it into the last game? He was asked about the plan for the squad. No, but we always know what we want. I think the, the, the plan, when we sat down in the summer, we understood what, where we were at. And of course, some players then move on that you maybe don't expect to. Um, we're also aware of the Asian Cup. So nothing surprises as we, we we know where we're at it's just now about the the availability and for me it's now about getting players in that are uh, going to improve us and, and be better than what we have and uh, that's something that's important we've got not a lot of young players that are there to develop and grow um, but you also need players for the present and that's uh, that's what we look at Andy, no more project players for the moment. He needs those that are ready to play. I think the supporters will be glad to hear it, potentially excited uh, as a more or less a, a more difficult window in January, but you would expect Celtic to strengthen. Uh, Celtic want to ensure uh, that they get this title given the, the state of the Champions League and the riches that they bring for next season. And I still maintain right now, Celtic have got a much stronger squad. They have been pushed a little bit by some of the, the injuries they've they've picked up but uh, in my view they're still a better squad than Rangers have Graham would you agree? 
Um, no, no, I wouldn't necessarily agree. I think if um, if Rangers played to the, the the way they've played the last uh, since the new managers come in, I think it would be closer. Obviously, Celtic are favourites there if they win their, their game on Saturday before Rangers kick off. They're eleven points clear, so they're certainly favourites. But I think um, there's there's three old firm games to play, so there's plenty of time for for Rangers to claw back the points. They're certainly capable of doing it. And that'll be the test, the biggest test, the lots for the new manager. Because I keep thinking back to just over a year ago, and Michael Beale got off to a really good start. Remember, it was win after it, it win. It will be. We've, yeah. we've, we touched on it earlier. This yeah. this period now, up yeah. until the break, will be the big test, and I, and I genuinely think that it's uh, that Sunday will will be the marker for it. I think if Rangers go go and set a marker and win the game comfortably, it gives them a platform to go and build on uh, in these games that are coming up. Because we spoke earlier about these big games are coming up. That we've got the this Sunday, we'll get the uh, the European games. We've got Cup yeah. final and then obviously the, the old forum games which will take care of itself when it comes about so I, I, I do believe that Sunday um, if you don't go and win the game then you can forget about the league so I think that's the first one you need to concentrate on Wow it's a huge it's a huge period for Rangers and if they win at Aberdeen at the weekend and then go on and win the cup that could be quite a springboard for them Andy but as you hear from Graham ex-Rangers yeah. player saying but if they don't win this weekend the league's probably it's well, not going to happen if Aberdeen were to win this weekend, they would have every confidence winning the, the League Cup final as well. Uh, but Rangers, I, th- I mean, you talk yeah. about Celtic, in my view, having a better squad than Rangers, more quality. I think Rangers have got more quality uh, than Aberdeen. I'm really looking forward to the game on, on Sunday. I think it's been sold beautifully, but um, you're right, the Cup final will, will tell you a lot. And of course, the, the game against Celtic at Parkhead at the end of the month. Let's go on the lines. Laurie has called in, big Celtic fan in the east end of this great city. Hi, Laurie. Hey, Paolo, good evening. Hi, Laurie. Good evening. Hi, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, guys, and good. I hope you are too. Uh, I've yes. got two points to make tonight. The first one is, uh, I hope that the problems that have existed between the Green uh, Brigade mm. and the, the Board of Directors can be resolved amicably. Uh, I personally think that the Green Brigade are the beating heart of the Celtic support. Uh, when they are not there, the atmosphere within the ground is almost funereal. Uh, it's like a cemetery with lights, in my opinion. When they are there, uh, it's a kaleidoscopic profusion of colour. Uh, the sounds and the noises and the songs reverberate around the, the stadium. They generate a very positive atmosphere. Uh, in addition to that, uh, they uh, have been very supportive of impoverished people here at home uh, and of disenfranchised people abroad. So to every one of the Green Brigade, the young men and women, I salute them uh, for their, their support. They make such a huge difference uh, to us. That's my first point. My okay. second uh, point as uh, regarding the team, I was very pleased to hear Brendan's comments here moments ago about how, essentially, how the team needs improving. Yeah. I, I know that during the, the summer transfer window, uh, I was on the programme uh, and I was very positive about the young signings that were made because it augurs well for the future. Uh, but I think we've reached the point now, something has changed, and that is that uh, Philip Clement uh, has proven that he's to be taken seriously. Rangers now are a much more credible side than what they were uh, when his predecessor, Michael Beale, was in charge. Rangers, I think, posted profits at £250,000 net, unless I'm mistaken. Celtic, uh, financially, have got huge advantages. 
Uh, we are uh, some £40 million pounds in profit, I think. Yes. And I think it would be almost criminal uh, if come January, uh, Peter Lowell and the board failed to support uh, Brendan Rodgers. Uh, I think don't, uh, if Rangers were to win the league, I don't think they will. I think that the presence God we have uh, will stave off any challenge from Rangers. But unless Brendan was given a financial backing uh, and we came unstuck, I think that that would be almost unforgivable for many Celtic supporters, myself included. The panel starts. Andy, first of all, on that Yes, one. I agree yeah. with uh, Laurie. It would be unforgivable, but I would be utterly amazed if Celtic didn't strengthen mm. in this January window. Whether it, whether it's a, a signing uh, of, of a few million pounds or whether it's a, a lone player. I mean, you've, you've listened to Brendan Rodgers he wants quality. He doesn't want any more development players. He's got enough of them. And sorry, they need a striker during the Asian Cup. And they need us. I would imagine they would get a, a forward-thinking player, but I think they would get someone else as well. I think they'll. I think they will show their financial muscle, um, and that will ensure that uh, they have what it takes to to meet any sort of challenge that Rangers might come up with. It's Rangers transfer window as well. I don't know how much they've got to spend, um, but Celtic have got more to spend. But it's quality. You want a bit of quality, and uh, given that Brendan Rodgers is very familiar with uh, the players down south, uh, I, I would be amazed if he doesn't bring in a couple of quality players. And Hatati came in around this time, didn't he? Mm. Yeah, January window. So everyone says, oh, it's a tough one, but they're... You know, I'll the ask road. the question yeah. about sure. Andy and the college. Was it Brian? Sorry, it's uh, Laurie. Laurie, sorry, it's the legend, um, Laurie. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you believe that Celtic have now got, have got the, a strong enough squad to go and win the league this yeah. season, would you not pre- rather wait until the summer and strengthen? If you believe now they've got enough to go and win the league, why don't you wait until the summer? Then you can try and get a better quality player in to go and have a go at the Champions League. If you think you're bringing a player in now to go and win the league, if you're confident enough, you've got the squad to go and win the league. You don't need to spend the money in January. I, I think Celtic have got the squad to win the league, but I think there's a window here. You think you they'll, you think they'll get a player in this window that will improve them for the Champions League next yeah, season? I would be. It's not about, in my view, it's not about improving Celtic for the Champions League. I think Celtic's philosophy is to to be above Rangers, to to win the league, to get access to the Champions League again. Um, so I'd be amazed if Celtic didn't bring in at least a couple of players that the supporters will be excited by in this January window. Laurie, what would you say to the question? Well, what I would say to Graham is that uh, I think perhaps he underestimates uh, the challenge presented by his previous team, Rangers. I don't. Uh, I think it's a live challenge. I think it's a serious challenge. Yes, I do think that the present squad... Uh, has sufficient uh, ability and qualities to see off Rangers. But I think it would be very tight uh, if we went and bought a few players in January, even loan signings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the thing, uh, of course, is that the Asian Cup is looming. Uh, and that will uh, force the departure of the likes of Hatati if he's fit. Uh, oh, uh, Kyogo and all of the Asian players, I think there's maybe five or six, now, there's no doubt in my mind that they would represent, uh, you know, a blow. Uh, I think that the, the most pressing need, in my estimation, is to sign a forward. Uh, even a loan signing, 
Yeah. Uh, we've got six and a half there. Uh, surplus to requirement. Yeah. I mean, you've got Scales, you've got Carter Vickers, you've got the two European uh, signings. Lavrosky like and Lager uh, Bielka. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Welsh and uh, uh, Nat Phillips. Why do we need six centre-backs? Yeah. Uh, that's mm. surplus of requirement. Do you need a cover left-back? Do you need someone else there, do you think? Yes, indeed. Yeah. We need somebody to challenge uh, Greg Taylor. It seems mm. to be that of recent times, a lot of teams uh, have been targeting uh, Greg Taylor in that left-back position, particularly yeah. in Europe. So we can't afford to rest on our laurels. Uh, we've got to move with the times. Uh, I do believe that money will be made available, funds will be made available, uh, to yeah. to Brendan, I I think we'll win, but not for a second to underestimate the challenge that Rangers uh, present uh, under his uh, Clement's predecessor. Uh, he contested six games with Celtic. Mm. He won only one, and that yeah. was a relatively sure. meaningless fixture. If you can call any old firm a meaningless fixture, uh, the game after we clinched the league. The other five games, Celtic won four, and one was drawn. Mm. So this guy, Clement, has got a good pedigree. He's got a gravitas yep. that Michael Beale uh, lacked. Uh, we can't afford to be complacent or take anything for granted. That's my point of view, guys. OK, yeah. I think Laurie speaks a lot of sense. He yep. probably echoes what a lot of Celtic supporters are thinking. Get another striker in, someone maybe whose name they recognise, someone who can excite them, maybe a, a bit of cover for Greg Taylor left back. I don't know, there's been so much talk about maybe getting another keeper in. Mm -hmm. But, um, Do you agree I, to get another keeper? I don't think it's essential. Season? No? I, I really don't think it's essential at all. Um, Who's the backup to Joe Hart for the rest of the season? Well, certainly for next season, let's say. Yeah, maybe for next season, but I just don't see it as essential at the moment. I know that some supporters do, but but there you go. I would just be amazed in general if Celtic don't strengthen in this coming window, whether Rangers improve or not, whether Celtic are further in front than they are at the moment, or whether it's, uh, you know, neck and neck. Yeah, I agree. I, I, he's made a lot of a very good points there. Um, I do think Rangers will be closer and they will challenge. And I was going to say, uh, if Celtic did go further ahead, does it change uh, who you want to bring in? I, I'm not sure. Um, but Celtic will certainly look to strengthen. They've, uh, as I mentioned there, they've got players that they're going to lose to the, the Asian Cup. I think Rangers are going to strengthen as well. So um, it'll be an interesting January. And your first point, Laurie, about the Green Brigade. And Andy, we have said about all the good things they bring. They have to sort this out about some of the things going on away from home. I don't it, know how far down the road it is. Yeah. I don't know if there is constant dialogue. I mean, it would seem to me that... I, I don't know anyone in the Green Brigade. Mm -hmm. They do seem a, a, a younger bunch and, yeah. and fair enough to them. I would disagree with Laurie on that. I, I think Celtic's always Celtic Park has always got a heartbeat whether the Green Brigade are, are there or not. And uh, I, I can imagine if there's no Green Brigade members at the Rangers game uh, at the end of December, I mean, Celtic Park will be bouncing. My only regret is that there is, there's going to be no away fans, but that's, yeah. that's going to be a constant, you would imagine, for some time. Laurie, thanks so much for the call. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage and heat pumps. Let's go! Paul Cooney here with Andy Walker and Graham Dorans. I had an, a, an orange, a tangerine just before I started. I said, guys, do, did you still have this? Graham, you're still playing. What do you have at half time? Because you used to say you can have <laughs> orange 
what do you have it? Yeah, I've, I've seen people have all sorts. I, I play with Ben Foster. He used to have a chocolate bar, a Snickers, or a Dairy Milk at halftime. What? Um, <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah. there's, uh, there's Jaffa cakes, jelly babies. Um, what yes. size was it? Was it the? Uh, it was the, just uh, extra large Dairy Milk. Yeah. I get one. <laughs> <laughs> we we wow. never had any. It was just a just a drink, a tea, a coffee, or a, a water, a juice. Yeah. It was never any. A half time, a coffee. Well, I never took a coffee, no. but it was always there. Tea, coffee, water, juice. Mm. But maybe I'm going back to <laughs> Pre-match rituals, have you still got things that you have to do? Whether you were playing at Rangers or West Brom, Norwich or, or Johnson Borough, are the, what do you, what's your ritual on, on a Saturday? I've not got any that I really stick to unless I, I play well and if I score, then I try and do what I've done the, the previous week, but yeah. not often did it work. Oh. Any goals this season? I, I don't know. Yeah, yet. a couple. Yeah, oh, I've scored a couple. Yeah, so yeah. I got a penalty last week in the in the last minute. I've, I've only been playing the last 15, 20 minutes of games. Uh-huh. The, the legs only take me where they used to, so you, I'm only getting 15, 20. Are you targeted? Do you feel targeted yeah. by some players that you're out to? Yeah, I think to start with a little, I, I was a little bit. There was a there was a friendly game at the start of the season where I, oh, I maybe lost lost my head a little bit. Where there was a video I, I gave a little bit back out. It, it maybe went over the top. So um, I've not really had anything since that. So maybe it worked. We need to see that video. <laughs> a few minutes ago, I said, "Then we'll look at the championship at the weekend." Yeah, we'll look at the table, not at the fixtures. Because the Scottish is, Cup. Yeah, that you kept me right, and so did Graham. Of course, the Scottish Cup this weekend, which I was reading about this morning. So. Uh, uh, they were talking to Jim McIntyre, of course, who had success with Kelly and uh, his record at Dunfermline because that's the big game tomorrow night in the Cup. Starts Friday night. So looking forward to... A uh, game for Pollock. They yeah, play Brora Rangers. Right, yeah. So uh, that's my uh, upset. Pollock will win that. Uh, at Newlands Field? No, away from Sorry, home. It's away from Brora. home. Beg your pardon. I was looking at Dunfermline Wraith Rovers tomorrow night. 7.45. Who's going to win that one, Graham? I think Dunfermline will win that. Um, I've I've watched them the last well, couple of weeks. I still, yeah. um, I still um, affection. Yes, yeah, yeah. from pulling there. I still know James McPay and still keep in touch with him as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think they'll win that. They've been doing well recently. They've they've got themselves mm-hmm. in a playoff position, and I think they'll make the playoffs this year as well. Andy, who do you expect to win tomorrow night? And that one, Dunfermline against Wraith Rovers. I'm going to go for Wraith. Wraith I think uh, you know, having spoken to a few people who watch the championship, I think they've been impressed with. Uh, the results that Wraith have had are the closest challengers albeit Dundee United are, are comfortable there but mm-hmm. um, they should be one in the playoffs for this season May seems a long way away doesn't it Andy? Yeah. but you've got your Scottish Cup medal as well yes yeah, yeah one of the one of the great days um, oh, it was glorious it was a hot sunny day beat yeah. United 2-1 two goals from my good friend McAvaney happy mm-hmm. days that's right. You came from behind, didn't you? It was late because that was that season where Kevin Gallagher, yeah, Kevin Gallagher, scored. of course, yeah. terrific player as well. Played in the yeah. UEFA Cup final, didn't he? So I'm just looking for some of the other ones, and of course the Glasgow Derby, Partick Thistle against Thistle Queens, Queens Park. Yeah. Um, Graham, who do you fancy in that one? That's another one in old club, so I'm going to have yes. to go for Partick Thistle. Um, Queens Park had done terrific um, last season to yeah. get themselves um, challenging for the title, but um, I think they've they've not been as as, as confident this mm. season and as uh, free flowing and I think Thistle are doing well Thistle are up the table as well so I'll go for Partick Thistle win on that one Andy what do you think also yeah I think Thistle will do it um, I'm not convinced they'll be as strong as they were last season getting into the playoffs and actually the playoff final uh, mm. they've lost a couple of players but I think they're, they're, they're doing okay I think they'll beat Queens in the cup 
and Falkirk who are on fire in uh, League One up against Formentine United so Stephen McGinn he'll be we'll find out tomorrow night is he playing is he back and Hamilton also challenging they're up against Kelty Hearts Barry's old team from a few years ago Morton uh, Leanne's always listening in they're up against Bonus United loads of games this weekend uh, Airdrie are at Stranraer and uh, Dumbarton and an Albion Rovers back in the big time out of the division now but they're playing Bonnie Rig Rose you mentioned Bonus yeah, played against them in a junior cup final yeah, of course so there you go. when you were playing for when I was playing with Bailston they beat us 2-0 at Ibrox okay. it was a That's great enough. occasion that's enough That's on that one. Thank you. We are. Let's get back from there. From Bailison, let's go to Pittsburgh or no St Mirren, Livy. Who's going to win this weekend? Graham Dorans. Who do you who do you fancy here? Um, I think St Mirren will, will win that. Um, it's a home tie. They've been very good at home. Um, as I touched on earlier, I think Livingston will find it difficult this season. Um, St Mirren have been very good. They're free flowing, scoring a lot of goals. So. Um, I think St Mirren should be comfortable three points for them Ryan Strain only played for a short time for Australia the other uh, evening he'll be back what do you think who's going to win this one Andy St Mirren Livy yeah. I, I expect St Mirren to carry on their, their good work and I haven't seen them recently at home to Hibs where they they got a late equaliser um, I think they'll beat Livingston by a couple of goals Ross County against Kilmarnock staying with you Andy yeah, I'll go for that. Kilmar- uh, sorry, that uh, new manager bounce, and maybe Ross County will get it. Kilmarnock, as we all know, have got a dreadful away record. It's totally different when they're at Rugby Park. So I'll go for Ross County. Good news, though. It's going to be the year after, all being well, Great. grass pitch. And that must help the club. They- they've got to stay up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then. Take- I always remember in my early days trying to. Yep. Uh, make your way in football Kilmarnock was one of the best yep. surfaces in Scotland yep. and it would be great to see them get back to that Are they going to win at Ross County? I don't think so I'm going to follow Andy there as well the, the new manager bounce I think Ross County will um, will, will win that game I think uh, Kilmarnock have, have struggled uh, away from home so I'm going to go for Ross County win The Morrisons and Kilmarnock will be raging with both of you Hearts against St Johnson then what do you reckon Graham? who's going to win this one? I think this will be a tough game, you know. I think um, obviously with, with Craig Levine going back to Hearts, um, I think he'll he'll be looking to go back and, and cause a little bit of an upset. Um, Hearts, as as we touched on earlier on, Stephen Naismith um, under a little bit of pressure trying to get results. I'll go for a draw in this game. Go for a draw, Stephen Naismith. He's got the Scotland striker Lauren Shankland yeah. firing. Yeah, yeah, and he's got a better squad than St Johnston. I know that uh, Craig Levine has made uh, an impact already there, but I'm going to go for a comfortable home win. Hearts to win it back. A couple of goals. A couple of goals there. Dundee against Hibs. We mentioned it earlier. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I just think from middle to front, I always like what Hibs have got. They've got Ewan, they've got Venta. Um, they've got a number of goal scorers uh, in their team. They've got Martin Boyle. Uh, everyone fit. I expect an away win there. A wee win. What do you think? Who's going to be happier, Nick Montgomery or Tony Doherty? Yeah, I think it's it's going to be a tough game for Hibs as we, we touched on earlier on Tony Docker he's got Dundee playing um, very well but um, the, the Vente, Boyle and, and players like that I think Hibs will just have enough to, to go up there and get three points Celtic against Motherwell just before we go there we've been talking about who's coming in who's going out uh, the manager spoke about what might happen in January because he has said the, the squad is too big it's, it's listen there's going to be naturally players that will want to go out and play uh, and players that want to move on, and and then like like I say, we have to see if there's uh, if the, the players are better than than what we have that we that are available to to bring in. So 
I can't sit here now and give you a number and say what's going out and what's coming in, but uh, but there's no there's always movement. Of course, Mikey Johnson could be one of the man of the match for Ireland the other night. I know they didn't do well, but uh, is he one of them? We're running out of time. Graham, what do you think is going to happen? Celtic against Motherwell. I think there's only one outcome. I think Celtic will be comfortable. Um, it's it's probably a free hit for Motherwell. We, we spoke earlier about the games coming up after this one. That'll be the one yeah. that Stuart Kettwell will be targeting. Um, I think Celtic will win this comfortably by at least a couple of goals. And you'll be looking for Kyogo to be back after the head knock the other week. Didn't travel with Japan. Yeah, hopefully he's made a, a, a good recovery, a quick recovery, but Celtic should win this comfortably by, by a few goals. Looking forward to the game. Should be yeah. a decent game. Yeah, yeah, Celtic at home in their last uh, outing against Aberdeen. I think they gave everyone what they were expecting. Uh, you know, it was comfortable even before you get into the injury time and then Celtic put the icing on the cake with another few goals. So they are very capable of winning games like this by a, a decent margin. And uh, a little bit of insight from Matt O'Reilly about well-being. He's been speaking about it today. I a lot. Uh, speak with my, I don't even know how to describe it, my friend slash life coach who lives in India regularly. Work a lot with him just in terms of speaking about things which were maybe, you know, kept inside me for a long time. I might not have had the, not necessarily the courage to speak about, but just the, just the knowledge to understand how to like speak about it with somebody. So that's helped me loads. Um, that's allowed me to be probably a more well, well-rounded person as well, I'd say. So I feel more more confident and open to speak to you know people in general as a result of that. So just all of that as a collective has kind of just helped me stay consistently in a good frame of mind. Isn't that healthy to get that in-depth insight from Matt O'Reilly? So yeah, it's changing, isn't it? People, men open up now more than they yeah, did before. I was, I was just about to say that it is changing. Um, people are coming out, they're speaking more. So it's nice to hear that. He's got a, a friend slash coach that he's, he spoke about there that he's away speaking to. Um, and that coincides with, with getting out in the pitch and playing well and getting in the right frame of mind and, and getting the head right and getting the confidence and, and that um, you can see that in his performances it, it's all coming together for him On Sunday then after your game you'll be watching Aberdeen against Rangers what are you going to see? Yep it's going to be a tough game um, but I, I would um, fancy Rangers to come out on top I think they'll win by the odd goal we'll go for 2-1 Rangers Andy? Yeah I think we'll see a cracker I think you'll see a lot of goals but I do expect Rangers to win so I'll go for a 3-2 Rangers why I enjoy Newcastle I will. on Saturday on against uh, Chelsea. Thanks, Graham. Thank Great you. to have you on the programme. Hopefully Thanks, you'll Paul. come back soon. Cheers, Andy. Thank you so much. It's Barry tomorrow night, along with Stephen McGinn at five. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Reduce your energy bills with the latest renewable energy products. Let's go! Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk.